Hello, my name is Ferrin Glenfield. I'm the Church of Ireland Bishop of Kilmore, Elfin and Arda. It's a new year, but we find ourselves once again in lockdown. This is the third time of asking. Our lives are largely limited to our homes and so much that we take for granted has been closed. Shops, offices, schools and indeed churches. I'm speaking to you from my garden and in these winter months we have a bird table um, where we put seeds uh, and the birds feed themselves from this table liberally uh, in these hard winter days. I trust and pray that as you join us in these online services that you too would be fed and nourished by the Word of God and that as we praise online that our hearts would be lifted up and be inspired for hope for today and for the future and that we pray pray earnestly and seek God's face for our people our church our land and the world in these challenging and demanding days so do join us I know these services are watched both near and far and you're very welcome to these services thank you for joining us Good morning, everybody, and we warmly welcome you, whoever and wherever you may be, to our morning service here in the Boyle and Riversdown group of parishes. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Beloved in Christ, we come together to offer to Almighty God our worship and praise and thanksgiving, to confess our sins and to receive God's forgiveness to hear his holy word proclaimed, to bring before him our needs and the needs of the world, and to pray that in the power of his Holy Spirit we may serve him and know the greatness of his love.
say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour, in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, by what we have done and by what we have failed to do. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. all who truly repent, have mercy on us, pardon and deliver us from all our sins, confirm and strengthen us in all goodness, and keep us in eternal life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, open our lips. I love you and your praise. God, make speed to sickness. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it is in the beginning, is now, and shall be, word without an end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. We say together the Venite. O come, let us sing out to the Lord. Let us shout in triumph to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his face with thanksgiving, and cry out to him joyfully in song. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth, and the peaks of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, and he made it, his hands molded dry land. Come, let us worship and bow down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Today, if only you would hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the wilderness, when your forebears tested me, put me to the proof, though they had seen my works. Forty years long I loathed that generation and said, It is a people who err in their hearts, for they do not know my ways, of whom I spoke in my heart, they shall not enter my heart. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. A reading from Genesis chapter 12, beginning to read at verse 1. The call of Abraham. The Lord had said to Abraham, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham left as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was seventy-five years old when he set out from Haran.
He took his wife, Sarai, his nephew, Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired at Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. Abraham travelled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Shechem. At that time the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord, who had appeared to him. From there he went on towards the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 15 The Lord who may dwell in your tabernacle, who may rest upon your holy hill, where we leads an uncropped life, and does not take that is right, who speaks the truth from the heart, and bears no deceit on the tongue, who does no evil to a friend, and pours no scorn on a neighbour, in whose sight the wicked are not esteemed. But who honours those who fear the Lord? Whoever has sworn to a neighbour and never goes back on that word, who does not lend money in the hope of gain, nor take a bribe against the innocent, whoever does these things shall never fail. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be, world forever and ever. Amen. The New Testament lesson from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians chapter 13. The more excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. It is not arrogant or rude. Love does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrong, but rejoices in the right. Love bears all things believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. 
As for knowledge, it will pass away. For our knowledge is imperfect, and our prophecy is imperfect. But when the perfect comes, the imperfect will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see the mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall understand fully, even as I have been fully understood. So faith, hope, love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Here ends the New Testament reading. We say together the Benedictus. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who has come to his people and set them free. The Lord has raised up for us a mighty Saviour, born of the house of his servant David. Through the holy prophets God promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of those who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath God swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hand of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous before him all the days of our and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of all their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen.
good to be able to share something of God's Word with you wherever you are and whoever you are. For those who don't know me, my name is Damien Shorten and I'm the lay pastor of the Riverstown group of parishes in County Sligo as well as working as a diocesan youth and children's coordinator in our diocese. I'm recording this service in Tawna Parish Church in Riverstown and it's good to be able to lead this service with Canon Edward Gendel of the Boyle group of parishes. As we come to God's word, let us pray. Almighty Father, whose blessed Son restored sight to the blind man who sought his mercy, clear away we beseech thee the blindness of our hearts and enlighten our minds with thy heavenly truth, that we may enter upon the approaching season of Lent with true love and spiritual understanding, through the same our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm sure I don't need to remind you of this, but today is a special day. It's a day when usually, at least in normal years, if we can say that, people might make more of a fuss. That usually involves being with other people. Those people might go somewhere special, but whatever they do, those who mark this day usually try to make a bit of an effort. Of course, I'm not just referring to Sunday, the Lord's Day, but to Valentine's Day. There have been lots of things written and said about love over the years, some of them good, some of them silly. One of the better ones I came across is what the American jazz singer Nat King Cole sang. The greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved. I think the Apostle Paul would agree with this, for as we see in today's epistle reading, he wasn't shy of writing some things about love himself. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is all about the topic. It's one of the most famous pieces from the whole of the scriptures. It's often the go-to reading for weddings, but our familiarity with it in that kind of setting can perhaps cause us to miss what St. Paul is really saying, and even to lose sight of the kind of love he has in mind. When people use the word love, they can use it in lots of different ways. For example, a child who says, I love pizza, does not mean, we hope, the same thing as their parents who might say, I love you, to one another, even though they're using the same four-letter word. In the Greek in which the New Testament was written, there were no less than four different words used for four different types of love. There was a word for loyalty to family, for friendship, for romantic love. And then finally there was agape, which is the word St. Paul used when he wrote this letter. It's very hard to describe agape, apart from saying that it is love that is totally selfless and self-giving. 
It is love which seeks nothing for itself, but only the good of the person who is being loved. In the authorised or King James Version of the Bible, this passage translates agape as charity, which helps us to remember that it is a love which gives without wanting anything in return. The passage doesn't give us a precise definition of this kind of love. Not only because when St. Paul used agape, those who knew Greek would know what he meant, but because we cannot really reduce something like agape to just a few words of an explanation. Instead, in verses 4 to 7, seven he describes agape by illustrating how it looks in action. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. That all sounds lovely, pardon the pun, until we look in the mirror. There we see that we don't always show that kind of love in our lives. Such love is not just a feeling or an emotion, but it's a way of living and we fall short. Look at that list again later when you have a chance. There's none of us who can claim to always be kind, or to never envy, or to never behave rudely, or to never think evil. None of us live in perfect agape because we are selfish. And the problem of our selfishness is the problem of our sin. It's a vicious circle. We sin because we are selfish, and we are selfish because of our sin. The Corinthian Christians were a perfect example of this kind of attitude. In the letter, Paul has spent the previous chapter and will spend the next one dealing with the issues in that church, which revolved around the use of spiritual gifts. All Christians have spiritual gifts. They're given by the Holy Spirit to be used to build up the church, our fellow Christians. But the problem was that the Corinthians were not building up one another, but were rather being puffed up themselves with pride at their own gifts. They had lost sight of what the point of those gifts were, was, and so Paul has to remind them of the importance of agape. That's where this chapter begins. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Speaking in different languages was one of the most extraordinary gifts given by the Spirit in the early church, and so it was one of the most prized. But Paul says, without love, 
It's just noise. Prophecy and words of knowledge revealed by the Spirit to a person to be shared was another gift. But Paul says even someone who has it is nothing without love. Though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Somebody can know the creed or the wonderful words of our prayer book services off by heart. They can know a lot about the Bible and yet they might not love God, which makes all of that head knowledge pointless. When I trained as a teacher, a lecturer told us a story about a teacher who once got very angry with a student, as can happen. This student was from a troubled home situation. The teacher in frustration told the student to be quiet and listen to them because they knew more than them. To which the student replied, I don't care how much you know because I know you don't care. Knowledge and love don't always go together. Giving to the poor is what people think of as charity as we use the word today. But Paul says even that might not be an example of true charity or agape. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. The second example there is of someone who gives their life for a cause, a martyr. Such an act shows that such a person is very sincere about that cause. They're dedicated to it even to death. But that doesn't mean it's loving. Those who flew planes into skyscrapers in New York in September 2001 were sincere and dedicated and they were willing to give their body to be burned, to use Paul's phrase. But that doesn't mean they were loving. No, what makes the difference is not the gift or the outward action, but the motive in which it is used or performed. That is why the church traditionally has set this as the epistle reading for this Sunday in the church year, the last one before Lent. This year it's just a coincidence that it is Valentine's Day as well. We are wisely being given a reminder that as we enter a season in which many Christians make a greater effort, perhaps to attend more services when we're not in lockdown at least, or try to spend more time in prayer, or give something up or take something on, or give to charity, we need to make sure that we are doing it with the right motive. That motive has to be love for God, because if it is anything else, it is just empty. But we have a problem. As we established when we looked at verses 4 to 7, quite often we don't love other people, never mind God. The only solution that there is 
can be found illustrated for us in those same verses which so clearly show us the problem. Let me read a quote I came across from studying this passage. As Paul paints a picture of what love is, he consciously or unconsciously draws us a portrait of a person, Jesus himself. He is the living embodiment of this outgoing, long-suffering, self-giving, self-effacing love. The Lord Jesus Christ is the solution to our problem. He is the only one who perfectly lives in agape, putting others first, as we see most clearly in his willingness to die on the cross for sinners like you and me. Paul stresses this in his letter to the Romans like this. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ is our example and model of how we are to love. But as we try to follow him, we realise more and more that more importantly, he is our saviour. As we come to him day by day, we can receive his forgiveness. And by his Holy Spirit, he pours true love into our hearts. This is something we need to seek more of daily, as we do in today's collect or special prayer we're using in this service. The greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved. This is true. As long as we are talking about agape, and as long as we are talking about loving and being loved, by God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So as you mark today, as you mark Valentine's Day, whatever you do, and as we approach the season of Lent, whatever you do, may it be the love of Christ which is your motivation and your comfort. And now to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, be all praise, dominion, glory and power, for ever and ever. Amen.
join me in professing our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed, if you feel able. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide and defend our rulers, and grant our government wisdom. Let your ministers be clothed with righteousness, and let your servants shout for joy. O Lord, save your people, and bless those whom you have chosen. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and let your glory be over all the earth. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and renew us by your Holy Spirit. The Collect or Special Prayer of the Sunday before Lent. Let us pray. O Lord, who hast taught us that all our doings without charity are nothing worth, send thy Holy Spirit and pour into our hearts that most excellent gift of charity, the very bond of peace and of all virtues, without which whosoever liveth is counted dead before thee. Grant this for thy only Son, Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. The first and second of the Collects at Morning Prayer. O God, the author of peace and lover of comfort, to know you is eternal life, and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your protection, 
may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and ever-living God, we give you thanks for bringing us safely to this day. Keep us from falling into sin or running into danger, and in all things guide us to know and do your will, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We continue in prayer for our needs and the needs of the world. Collect for this time of crisis. Heavenly Father, our ever-present help in trouble, our fortress and our God, calm the anxious fears of all who turn to you, give strength and healing to those who are sick, and courage and skill to those who care for them. Grant wisdom and clarity to those in authority, and humble us all to call upon you, that we may be saved not only in this life, but also for that which is to come, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. At a time when we must all play our part as citizens, let us pray for Christian citizenship. Look, we beseech thee, O Lord, upon the people of this land who are called after thy holy name, and grant that they may ever walk worthy of their Christian profession. Grant unto us all that, laying aside our divisions, we may be united in heart and mind to bear the burdens which are laid upon us. Help us to respond to the call of our country according to our several powers. Put far from us selfish indifference to the needs of others, and give us grace to fulfil our daily duties with sober diligence. Keep us from all uncharitableness in word or deed, and enable us by patient continuance in well-doing to glorify thy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. On this day when the Church of Ireland annually marks the day of prayer for young people and youth ministry, let us pray for our young people. God our Father, we pray for our young people growing up in an unstable and confusing world. Show them that your ways give more meaning to life than the ways of the world, and that following you is better than chasing after selfish goals. Help them to take failure not as a measure of their worth, but as a chance for a new start. Give them strength to hold their faith in you, and to keep alive their joy in your creation. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
few moments of silence, we make our own personal prayers to God, remembering especially those in any kind of need and those who have asked for our prayers. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, you have promised through your Son, Jesus Christ, that when we meet in his name and pray according to his mind, he will be among us and hear our prayer. In love and wisdom, fulfill our desires and give us your gracious gift, which is to know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As we come towards the conclusion of this service, I'd like just to say thank you to all those of you who have joined us, and, and I hope that this service has been a blessing to you. Please feel free to share it with anyone who might find it helpful. And on behalf of Canon Yendel and I, we pray that you may know God's greatest gift as we just prayed for, especially in the week ahead and forever. Son of